people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 70 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Cellio, alongside... Asad Adam Kasuchi. And today we have two games to talk to you guys about uh, back-to-back. The Toronto Raptors versus the Charlotte Hornets and they versus the Chicago Bulls, both in which ended up in losses. Um, we are now on a five-game losing streak, uh, a longer losing streak, one of the longest we've been on in a while, I think. And uh, largely due to the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, the, it's taken away about six of our, uh, sorry, five of our players uh, plus coaching staff, and we've severely been affected by it. So before we get into the game, I just wanted to take a little moment of silence for the boys and uh, this recent uh, rough streak that we've hit, and hopefully we can get out of it soon. All right, now that we've uh, done that, we can now move on to the, the games. So, Adam, what are you what are you thinking, man? We've This has been a rough stretch for us, right? Yeah, we we haven't been playing our, our best basketball, obviously, with the guys out from COVID. But uh, it's it's been horrible. I mean, the way Raptors basketball is, it's the next man up, and uh, n- none of our guys have really showed up. I, it's like the same guys wanting to win every game and putting in uh, putting in the effort. It's like a three man team right now. We got Chris Boucher, we got Norman Powell, and we got Kyle Lowry. It's a three man team right now, and no one else is really stepping up to the plate and really contributing those extra uh, positive minutes that we need. Yeah, so we've kind of, uh, we talked about it a bit last episode when we lost to the Hawks and we lost the other games. We've been seeing this this trend, and I kind of pointed out that we're playing this same brand of basketball. Every game looks like the same game. When we start the game, we start losing, we start slow, and it always looks the same. We have Norman Powell trying to uh, really push the offensive, make a lot of shots, make a lot of buckets, be aggressive with his takes. Kyle Lowry doing the same, depending or not, or not if he has a good shooting night. He'll be facilitating the floor, setting up plays, and trying to set up other team members. And then off the bench, Boucher's been firing and working hard and really wanting to win game in and game out. But everyone else has just been uh, struggling to contribute and support the stars uh, of, of the team. And those three guys have pretty much been the backbone, trying to keep us in it. Uh, and we've literally just had no support. It's just been a quiet for everyone else. Baines has tried to step up, um, shooting more shots, but... Hasn't gotten the best looks uh, in terms of driving attempts, and he just like he has like this thing where he just chucks them up at the rim. They're never even that accurate. He's just throwing them up, driving hard, and he doesn't have a soft touch, and so they don't fall. So his shots are not much of a use, and then everyone else, it's a mix of starters and bench that both aren't contributing, right? Yeah, we got guys like like Yuta Watanabe, Matt Thomas, Paul Watson, Terrence Davis, really not taking the opportunity when it's given here. Uh, Nurse has really been giving them the minutes. In these last two games, and uh, and none of them have really came out and said, okay, let me take my chance, let me capitalize on this. Uh, maybe I get uh, more rotation minutes when the guys do come back, when the regular starters do come back, you know. So yeah, it's just no one's taking an opportunity here, and it's and it's really been, been a bummer. Yeah, it depends who you're talking about, and obviously of which game. But for the most part, uh, all of those guys have been silent. Um, it depends on what their role is, but we've seen the, the likes of Paul Watson get solid minutes in both games and uh, not produce anything crazy in the, the, the big minutes with, with the other team's starters or, 
or whatnot. It's to tend to be the rotational minutes at the end of the game where some of our players find a bit of light. We've seen Henry Ellenson with his 10-day contract after coming from the 905 play a bit here with us. Um, Terrence Davis has been given his fair amount of minutes, right, uh, offensively. And yeah. it just seems like no one has been able to contribute and nurses trying rotation after rotation, trying to see, trying to put together any combination that works successfully. And that's been already hard enough to find as it is. Um, so you add that onto just the team's performance in general. Uh, you could see how frustrated Kyle Lowry and Norman Powell are in terms of defensive rotations, not helping one another, um, you know, a lack of communication, bad passes, just the chemistry and where everyone's supposed to be, you can tell how off it is on both ends. It looks as clear as day we're playing horrible basketball. Yeah, and uh, and it's also, I think, a lot of the guys are out of their comfort zone here. You're, like uh, Jack Armstrong said uh, in, in the broadcast uh, last game, I feel like everyone's uh, moved the position maybe two to three positions up in the rotation, and it's really affecting their game. Now we're really asking them to put up points more than just make the right basketball play, and they really got to be more involved in the offense, not just standing in a corner or just being a spot-up shooter. Now you're going to have to be part of the offense, be in more actions. So it's really kind of showing. And I'm just surprised because all these guys of the Raptors, even the, the bench rotation players, they really preach uh, getting that opportunity, and they always talk about it. And it's just it's not coming together. They're not really... Uh, showing for it and not really getting to the spots they want to get to. And it's really disappointing, man. And uh, it's a game after game now. It's not like it's a one game or two game thing. It's It's yep. been a couple games now, so it's, it's not good. Yeah, you're right. I was talking to Adam about this previously, and I'm going to just reiterate here. The thing with these guys is that they have to, they have all these different changes throughout the career. It's like a constantly a battle of proving your worth, getting comfortable, and then putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Um, you know, you're starting to play for, let's say, a college or an AAU team, and you're dominating out there. You're one of the best on the team. You get the ball a lot. You can run the plays. You can take as many shots as if you want. You don't have the pressure. You feel comfortable playing the game. You know that you can take as many shots off, and they're not going to bench you. Um, and when you start making all those shots because you have the ball more in your hands, you've taken more of them, you get more confident in your game. And then eventually you make it somewhere like the G League, and you can do the kind of same type of thing, but when you first get there, you might be a little new to it, and you have to play more of a role-player role. Just make the best play, shoot when you're open, but don't try to do too much, and don't try to play out of your comfort level and try to be the star player because you're not there yet. But eventually you can work your way up to that, like we've seen Henry Ellenson, Elise Johnson, Malachi Flynn do. They've been aggressive, they score, they rebound, they play tons of minutes, they become the star players of the team in the G League. But then when they come here... They have to take that step back. They no longer can take all their shots. They know that if they hold the ball for too long or they make a bad shot, make the wrong play, it can cost them their minutes and they can be pulled off at any time. And they become more timid. They become more reserved. They uh, are less confident in their game. They don't try to be as aggressive or do any um, you know, crazy stuff because they know that they're being watched every each and every move. So then they become stagnant and play like, the role player role more and then now we're asking them to take the step up again and completely change up. Now we want you to be confident, be aggressive. Don't just spot up shoot because we're missing three of our star players that would ISO and get to the rack. We need you to do the same. And now they're not comfortable in their abilities to do that. Yeah, it's just it's, it's such a big change for the players. And I just want to transition to Nick Nurse. And I've noticed uh, a little bit of a pattern here on some of the on some of the players and the way he's been he's been distributing the minutes. Also on the on the bench, I noticed that he distributes uh, the minutes pretty evenly, 
And I think there should be a change. I think that he should be telling a couple of the rotation players before the game, uh, this is your game to uh, to show what you got. I'm going to play you bigger minutes than most of the ro- rotation players. And to really get them confident with their approach. And uh, I think that they won't be as, as pressurized and won't be as nervous when in the situations and in the game. And I feel like that will help the Raptors so much. I think that when when you're just giving uh, different bench players uh, just a distribution of minutes, and I know you have to kind of play everyone and you kind of want to see everyone and how they do uh, as much as you can. I also feel that, like you said, Gabe, when you get more minutes, you feel more into the rhythm of the game. And it's also kind of a comparison to Norman Powell at the beginning of the season when he wasn't getting as much minutes. And then when he becomes into that starting role, when you push him in there, he kind of feels more comfortable and his stats improve and everything seems to fall, uh, fall in place for him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, th- this is an opportunity to go deeper in the rotation, get a- give everyone a chance to play uh, in the league. And obviously Nick Nurse has been doing that. But at the same time, when we're trying to win games, it's hard to get a groove when you got all these guys uh, playing a lower amount of minutes and it's just w- evenly spread. You know, both games, there was all 12 guys on our team that are available have touched the floor. Um but the thing with that is, at the same time, we had to do that because there's no one playing good, and he's looking for anyone that can provide a spark. He's like, there's four minutes left. We're still down by 15. We've been down by 15 the entire game. Okay, let's just put Jalen Harrison. Let's see if he can catch a spark, maybe get warm, maybe Matt Thomas. Like He, he has to just throw, people, just throw people in there and just see if it works because nothing was sticking. You know, it, it didn't matter what lineups he put on. It was always the same result, both games trailing by the same amount, making a run, but then they would call a timeout and the other team would make a run and get you right back where you were. In both games, it was like a struggle where you couldn't close down a lead no matter what you did. And he was like, Nick Nurse was literally just spitting chewing gum and throwing it against the wall over and over again and seeing what stuck because there was nothing that was working. Yep, and it's kind of, yeah, it's it's forced in his hand and I don't blame him when none of the players are performing uh, well enough to their abilities. And I also wanted to talk about where is Elise Johnson? I mean, we're giving Henry Ellison the chance, and he has uh, he has done decent in his first two games. I mean, nothing spectacular, but uh, he's kind of finding his role in the team, and he uh, he looks like he knows how to play, like Nick Nurse said. Uh, he's a high IQ player, maybe uh, not as physically gifted uh, on the NBA level, but he he looks like he can fit in and and play a little bit of minutes uh, as an eighth or ninth guy for the team. I just feel like Elise Johnson should be given another chance, uh, and his numbers have been spectacular in the in the G League. Uh, 16.6 points per game, 13.3 rebounds, and 4.2 assists, and shooting over 40, 45%. Like, these are amazing numbers, and I feel like he should be given another chance. And he's also a bigger body, which will help on the rebounding. So I think this is the perfect fit, and I don't know why he hasn't been uh, brought up. Yeah, we, so right now we have a 10-day contract for Henry Ellenson. I'm curious on what they're going to do with that because we still have that roster spot, I'm pretty sure. So maybe after him, Elise would be on a 10-day and like they're going to test the waters. I don't know what their plan is. They could sign either of them. I feel like Henry Ellenson kind of plays like a similar role to Baines. They can play a little bit better in terms of his ability to shoot and stuff and move a little bit faster. Baines is more like a like a tree just sitting in the paint there. He doesn't like come to help D often. He kind of watches plays go by. Um, and Ellenson, I just feel like he hasn't maybe been as confident and like he kind of got plugged right in and they were trying to give him plays, trying to set him up, get him going like, like the G League, uh, version of himself. But it just, his shots weren't falling and they were kind of missing kind of badly. And we know that he's a good shooter. So that to me 
uh, attributes like to to nerves, just being nervous on the floor, like first game in as like a proper player and not being in the G League anymore, trying to get comfortable in the rotation. But I think he has room to grow because he is making the right plays and the IQ is there. He seems to know what he's doing on the on the court. He's getting to the right spots. Just a matter of finding the rhythm and making the shots. So whether it be him or Elise, uh one of those two guys could be useful in the long term. I'm seeing them provide somewhat of a valuable minutes to us. Yeah. So now looking at the COVID situation, um, even when even when our starters do come back, I'm assuming it will probably be Wednesday against the Pistons, if not Friday against the Jazz. Um, if when they do come back, I kind of want to see where where their minutes kind of and if there is any minutes restriction um, because of the COVID situation and how it affects the respiratory system and uh, and your stamina. Um, I want to see if the players do have any effects to it. And uh, yeah, I, I really feel that uh, that we need them back. Obviously, they're a big part of the team and they're valuable assets. I mean, Ananobi is a great wing defender, and we really realize. Uh, how much we need them when they're not there. And I really feel that we're seeing that now, obviously, with the five-game losing streak. And uh, I also want to talk about Masai Ujiri and uh, and how he's been just so conservative. I don't know if he's cooking anything up. It's 10 days till the trade deadline uh, on March 25th. And I don't understand uh, what, what, what's the what, what's he doing here. Like, it's just too much waiting, too much conservativeness. And it's the same thing I speak about because it's not, nothing's happening. Nothing's moving forward. There is no, uh, trying to acquire a veteran off the bench that can score, trying to fulfill needs of the team. I don't understand. I think we're just being put in a, in a worse situation as the season goes on here. Yeah, we haven't been, our names haven't been linked to any rumors of all these people that are looking to be traded, uh, all these additional people. Um, I, I guess we're going to have to wait till trade, trade deadline. I feel like that's when we tend to do our moves is near deadline day. Um, so we do have 10 days till that. And I was wondering, like, this probably seems a time where you have to figure out if you're going to make a move. And for how far off we look right now, how many losses we've uh, put together, even though it was partially due to COVID, uh, losing all those guys, we are not in a good situation. So we need a move. We need something. And I think we need it fast. Deadline approaches. We'll see what happens. Um, I think that's the time where we will see something, if anything. So for the next couple of days, I don't plan to be hearing too much. Um, in terms of players, like we 100% need them back. We saw we, they're gone. We've lost five without them. So clearly their roles are huge. Freddie staying on the tough uh, guards on the other team, all those fantastic players like Levine or, or Rogier or whatever. And then having guys like OG guarding all these primetime wing players and Siakam, of course, getting rebounding and stuff, using his height to guard the bigger players in the team and having the additional scoring from all three of them. We know the impact that it now causes and the shit situation it puts our team in. So we need to have them back. I'm hoping, please, please, please tell me that they're going to be back for Wednesday because I can't stand watching these games with our current team and how crappy it looks. It's starting to become a chore for us fans to watch the game. And we're um, versing the Detroit Pistons. So once again, a team that we should be beating, even though we lost to them blowout last time, we should be beating them. They are the worst team in the league or second worst uh, overall. Um, they are a team that we have to beat. We've lost to too many teams already in this five-game stretch that are were below us and now sit above us. So we have to find a way to come up with a couple of wins here, even if we don't have the guys. But I'm hoping it's soon because we need to turn around this fast. Yeah, especially the Eastern Conference games. Like, 
just like in in the NHL, also uh, it's it they're versing the all the teams in the same division. So the the same division or the Eastern Conference matchups are really important for the Raptors because it's basically a two game swing. You go up one game and the other team goes down another game. So it's it's a huge it's a huge point that you got to make to the team and really understand the value of playing those Eastern Conference games. And it's really important here down the stretch. Uh, obviously, with the season already halfway done. And uh, and we really got to start picking up the wins. There's no other way to say it. And uh, the team looks very disappointed, but I do feel that we're going to pick it back up. The, the team's not quitting anytime soon, and we have the mentality to win. So uh, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, especially because the we literally the East is so close, and it's also much worse than the West in terms of everyone's uh, uh, standings. It's so close. We went from like fifth to eleventh in a couple of games of all these losses we've acquired, so we need to find a way to turn it around fast. Um, now I'm going to go through each game uh, relatively quickly. We'll talk about some of the stuff individually. So the Charlotte game, we lost 114-104. to We got blown out in the first quarter, 44-24, and by then we kind of already knew that this one was going to be over for us, and they continued to pretty much dominate throughout the game. We kind of only brought it back. It only looks as close as it did because near the end with our bench unit, they took off about 10 points, or else we technically lost this game by, like, 20. Um, like we said, there was just the main contributors. Lowry had 19 points, 6 boards, 8 assists, 7 for 16 shooting. Norm only had 13 points this game, didn't shoot too well either, picked up 3 steals, though. 3 turnovers wasn't his best game, so that, that obviously didn't help us. Um, Bembry, 11 points, 6 boards, 5 for 9 shooting, 2 steals, 2 blocks. He played relatively well this game, I'll give him that. Um, and Boucher, 16 points, 6 boards, Four for ten shooting, three blocks. Uh, besides them, not much support at all. Watson picked up twelve points, but that was in uh, you know the final minutes of the game. Ellenson put up nine points, nine boards, three assists near the end of the game, adding to those stats. Um, but this one was just a show. Lamelo Ball came out right away, hit three threes against us, was looking hot. Then Rogier picked it up where he left off, hit a couple threes. Then Graham came off the bench and banged a bunch of more threes and started showboating on us. Uh, those three guys alone made it, uh, you know, near, near impossible to stay in it. They were just shooting like with crazy percentages in terms of three balls and we were shooting horribly. Um, it, it's clear the field goal percentage difference. They shot 49%. We shot 38. Um, the 3.43 to 33, it was just so far off and we just seemed like the clear worst team tonight and they showed their full display of talent. So, you know, shout out to them. Uh, just quickly, Rozier put up 17 points, ball 23, nine and six. Malik Monk, 16, and Graham, 17. A lot of their players and their team had fantastic nights, and we couldn't stop them at all. Our biggest thing for me in both of these games, I think, was defending the three ball and scoring the three ball. It seemed to be a big problem. Yeah, and, and I think um, they got those open looks, obviously, from, from great ball movement. Obviously, they got the passers of LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, uh, to get to get those sharpshooters open looks. And they, they made their threes, they made their shots, and uh, I feel like our team is also struggling with the shooting uh, aspect of our game. We're taking a lot of threes, and they're not even like good looks, they're very contested threes. I think when the three ball isn't falling, obviously your your first instinct is to is to go back to the rim, take it to take it to the bucket, and try to get some easier looks, higher percentage looks. And uh, we, I feel we didn't do that again today. We just kind of kept on shooting that long three ball, it wasn't falling. And uh, we didn't we didn't get into our sets, and I felt uh, that also Nurse has to do a better job of kind of calming down the team and kind of getting more plays in there, and instead of just winging it, because winging can only get get you so far in iso ball. 
So uh, if if your team is not set up and uh, and, and running the proper plays, you're not going to get too far. Yeah, well, that that holds true. We saw it both games here, almost all five games, kind of winging it, letting Norm Iso score a bunch of points. We didn't end up in the wins in any of those games. It's always those late game collapses where you don't have proper plays to go to, where you see that come true. And, you know, we're one of the teams that lead the league in three-ball uh, attempts, three-ball makes, percentages. And when it's not falling for us, especially because we don't have the right cast anymore, um, it really affects our game. And it, it proved kind of uh, harmful for this game. And the next game against the Bulls, just the three-ball was, you know, really bad against us. We just couldn't score it, and we couldn't defend it either. So it was just a horrible mix. And Charlotte, you know, they got a lot of talent, so you got to be careful against them. And there's a lot of teams in this league that are, uh, I don't think, are as high as they should be in terms of ranking for the cast that they have. And even, like, the lower-placed teams do have a lot of talented players. You know, this team, Charlotte, they got a lot of threats, a lot of guys that can close, a lot of a lot of guys that can shoot the three, Rozier, Hayward, Graham, Ball, P.J. Washington, a lot of young guys, guys that are aggressive, Bridges. You know, they have a lot of threats and pieces, and they just came to play tonight. Just clear domination from the start all the way to the end. And then moving on to the Chicago Bulls game, we lost this one, 118-95. Um, this one started a little bit closer. The first quarter was only 28-22. And uh, the Bulls basically won every single quarter. So it's not like we were going to outscore them in any way, but we had points where we cut down their lead to like single digits, but then it went back to double digits. And it was just back and forth the entire game. We tried to cut. We went in a run. They would call a timeout, and they, they would turn it around. And... Um, it was just impossible for our team to get anywhere. Kyle Lowry, he had a solid performance, 20 points, 5 boards, 8 assists. Only shot 6 for 17, though. Norman Powell, uh, fantastic performance, 32 points, 4 boards, 5 assists, 13 for 22 shooting. And uh, Boucher, once again, those three guys, uh, 17 points, 7 for 12 shooting, a steal and a block. Them three did all the work, like usual. Powell, he just was a scoring machine, shooting at a high percentage. Lowry was the facilitator, and Boucher off the bench was very aggressive, uh, scoring the ball and willing the team back in any way that he could, similar to the Hornets game. But besides those three, once again, there's no support from the cast. We started the game uh, horribly. Terrence Davis, uh, Bembry, Stanley, Baines, no matter who Lowry and Norm were kicking out to, they were missing threes or missing layups. Lowry could have had another 19 assists if the guys were making their shots tonight. Like, no one was scoring at all in any efficient way. Terrence shot 2 for 9. Bain shot 2 for 8. Stanley only 1 for 2. Watson 1 for 4. Uh, Ellenson 1 for 5. Bembry 0 for 5. None of these guys shot at a high percentage. And, you know, this we've been looking to Bembry to at least bring some type of scoring production off the bench in terms of layups. And he's kind of been putting up some double-digit points here or there. But he started off horrible, missing every shot he took. And then he didn't really see the floor much after. Um, we've tried going deep with rotation. We've tried everything we can, but we just don't know how to fix this, man. There's when there's no support, you can't win a game like this. This game was clear. Uh, even though some of our star players were looking to play good, almost all three of them were playing somewhat uh, great basketball. Um, there wasn't one guy that was short like the other games. You had no support from the cast, and we got no support from the cast. You you can't score the ball. You can't you can't rely on anyone else, and it, we just collapse. Simple as that. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls played it right. They, Billy Donovan kind of had a, a good game plan with uh, shoving the ball inside and really taking it to the rim. And they were scoring in the inside like crazy. And then they also hit their fair share of threes as well. 
And yeah, and they're all their all their all their players, honestly, except one guy, Ryan R. C. Diacono, uh, hit double digits. So that is not a good sign for the Raptors defense. That means everyone on the team is scoring on them. And uh, it's just that was a great team game by by Chicago, and I think it was well well coached and well played. Uh, on the Raptors side, I felt that just we didn't have it once again. No support from from the players here. The same three guys showing up, and it's and I don't know how how you can be a like a rotation player and really kind of hear the media talk about this over and over and over again, and kind of have the critics critics kind of talk about it. Like I don't understand how you don't make a change to this. Like come out at least with some different type of energy. Come with intensity, ready to play. And even if you're not making the shots, do other things in the game. Like, there wasn't even, like, good defensive segments I could say that this player played well or... There was none of that. It was just plain old mush. And like this, I'm telling you, like, like this, it's going to... The losing streak will continue. We got to play... We got to get positive minutes out of the bench. And we got to play much better. I don't know how these bench players are doing it, man. If I was them, like, I would I would feel embarrassed, uh, ashamed, frustrated that... I'm not making my shots. Like they're counting on you guys to make so many of these shots, these open passes. We need buckets. We need other people to contribute, and you're missing your wide open shots over and over and over again. You're getting blocked at the rim. They were just the Bulls are having a field day, man. Thad Young was doing great on the inside. Williams was doing great on the inside. Markinen, everybody was just playing fantastic for their team. It was a, uh, it was unreal. They just were very aggressive. They were defending strong. They were attacking us on the inside over and over again, rebounding. We looked like we were like five inches shorter on every possession because they were grabbing every offensive rebound and keeping plays alive. They had 22 more rebounds than us, seven more offensive rebounds, 12 more points in the paint, 13 more second chance points. They literally just dominated that inside from the very beginning, so they didn't even have to rely on three balls. And I was thought we were going to have a good chance of this game because they were making mistakes. They didn't look like they could shoot the three ball too well. They were just going to the inside. It, it looked like a simple just clog the paint, get a stop, and then score, and we can take this game home. And we literally just collapsed. We couldn't even do we couldn't even do that. We couldn't defend them in any way that we tried. Just honestly yeah. embarrassing. I, I know I feel bad for those three guys, Norm Boucher and Powell, because you could tell how frustrated they were and how angry that they were the only ones literally putting the ball in the net scoring the buckets, creating the plays, defensive pieces. They were just, they were, the whole game, both two games, it, Lowry was just yelling at everybody, yelling at people to set screens or stay where they were. Like, there's like 15 seconds left in a possession, final possession of the quarter, and Matt Thomas is already coming over to wrap, and Lowry's yelling at him, waving him off, saying, wait till there's like seven seconds, five seconds left. Not now. Like, everyone, just the chemistry and stuff, it just looked horrible out there, and you can tell they're frustrated. Lowry got ejected this game, got a technical... Uh, one point earlier in the game, and then after a uh, stretch by the other team, he threw the ball across the court, got ejected. The frustration was clear, and as a fan, I can see it too. We were extremely frustrated watching how bad we performed these two games. Yeah, our team just it looks defeated. Like it, it looks like there is no fight to us. There's no yeah. there's no intensity, man. And this is not what the Raptors are about. And it, it's sad to see, but we just got to push through it. Uh, we got the cast coming back uh, either sooner or later in the next game. Or, uh, or or the Utah game. So we have some good things coming up. And, uh, yeah, I think we just got to roll with the punches here and kind of just take take what we got. There's a lot of mismatches also in these games. Um, we're kind of mismatched in almost all, all positions, just from speed, height, strength. There's all types of things going on. And we just got to play as a team. I feel like we're not playing as a team and we're playing as individuals. And that's not the way we're going to win games, right? So that's all I have to say. There's not, n- nothing too much to say here. It's just uh, straight out of play, to be honest.
Yeah, it's just outplayed, frustration. We just didn't play good, and uh, it sucks to watch as a fan because we know that we can do better. And uh, clearly, I think the move is to make a trade, get Messiah to get involved here. If he's looking at our team, you know, we're dead last in rebounding. That's a clear indication of needing some type of big man. Yeah, um, yeah Ian, our field goal, field goal percentage is near the bottom as well, which is one of the worst things you could have. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. We covered just a uh, you know, broad range of what's going on right now. Hopefully things get better in the future because we need to get out of this uh, position that we're in right now. Yeah, we hope you all enjoyed. Please like and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at Rapsville for NBA news, Raptors content. Leave your comments down below. And as always, that is us signing out. Peace. Peace.